welcome to A Mountain to Climb, where we talk anything from business to conspiracies. My name is Jerry. I'm Brigham. I'm Joe. So, last week, our actionable item was cold plunges. Cold plunges. How did you do? I did pretty much every single day. I think I missed two days, yesterday and the day before. And I missed them just because it's too, too warm. <laughs> Yeah, same. I missed, I think I missed only one day. I switched to cold showers because my barrel is like 70 degrees. The water is 70 degrees, so it's like... What's the point? There's no benefit anymore. It's not you cold just have enough. to sit in there forever, which we don't got time for that. But when it was cold, for the first half of the week, it was... I was starting to enjoy getting in, even though it sucked, right, to, to get in. But after I would get out felt way good yeah it was almost like you'd get in and it's like for the rest of the day it was like medication almost like your energy was just, just way felt higher. good but then i did notice um when i switched to a cold shower it seemed pretty hard because i was get, i kind of got used to the cold plunges getting in and just sitting there so the shower seemed a little harder even though it probably wasn't quite as cold because the water wasn't just you weren't able to develop a thermal break yeah between you and the water with your body putting out heat and i noticed i had like a super good mood after my cold shower and so i think i'm gonna do that until i can find a better way to do a cold plunge without spending five grand which i've got a chest freezer i think i'm gonna fill it up and see if i can use that to do my cold plunge with hopefully it doesn't freeze solid <laughs> I can turn it down to the lowest setting it might not freeze it solid just throw a bag of salt in there i can do that so where it <laughs> drop the freezing temperature of the water and then <laughs> your water will be below 30. <laughs> we sell cold i did 10 minutes in like 38 36 degrees that's pretty good that was freaking cold i had 12 minutes and it was crazy when i first got in then i've only planned on doing three minutes and then I when I got close to three minutes I decided I was gonna go to five minutes and then I got to five minutes and I felt like I could keep going so I decided since Brigham did ten minutes I was gonna do ten minutes so I got to like eight minutes and then I decided I was gonna beat Brigham so I did twelve minutes and then by the time I got to six minutes then it felt like I wasn't cooling down anymore and it felt like I was getting warmer. But then when I got out, I felt super numb, like I could barely move. So I don't know if it was just my body tricking me to feel like I wasn't as cold, but that might've been dangerous. Which <laughs> how cold was your water? It was, I think it was 39 or 40. That was I about did. six minutes. Was that point where it started feeling warm again? Yeah. I think about six to eight minutes on my 10 minute one is about where my body went. So now I couldn't feel anything. And it started to not feel as cold? I could feel pain in my toes and my fingertips. They hurt, and when I got out, felt like they just were on fire. Yeah. But I did 10 minutes again a few days later in 45 degree water versus 36 degree water. It was so much easier. Like, my fingers didn't even hurt. I could have probably stayed in there for 10 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. Dang. I did pretty bad on plunges so I started off good I was doing cold plunges every day and then 
one of the days I dunked because I was dunking my head each time I was I'd get in and dunk and before I got out I'd dunk again and I got an ear infection and uh, like a sore throat and a pretty high fever Dang. I think my water was needed changed I think there was bacteria in it or something which I think yeah dealing with stagnant water it's not filtrated it's probably a good thing to change out frequently or try to clean it out somehow because that's one re- another reason why I stopped is my water was starting to get pretty gross and it was only been used for a week and a half wonder how you can filter it without um, buying a filter like if you could dump some kind of thing in it you could probably put chlorine in it like a swimming pool but that I don't know I don't really like that idea also it would be that hard to develop a filter you could probably buy a pretty cheap one and just have it outlet down low in the up high and it just cycles through a filter that's got a filter pump probably find one for pretty cheap that would be pretty good, actually. Did you listen to Andrew Herberman's podcast? No. No? I, I was going to, so I couldn't listen to it on YouTube where you sent it to me from because every time I shut my phone off, it would shut the YouTube oh, off. Because you don't have YouTube Premium. Yeah. So I was on Spotify scrolling through his podcast, and I saw an interesting one. I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to that one real quick. So I listened to it. It's like two hours, and then... None of these are real quick. They're like <laughs> yeah. two hours long. And then I, I get finished with that one. And I scroll some more, and I'm like, oh, that one looks pretty interesting. So I'd, I'd listen to that one. I got it. Extra YouTube premium, I'll throw you on it. Cool. So one of the things Andrew was saying in his podcast that I thought was interesting, um, he was saying that people just get so comfortable and used to it that you only have two variables that you can change, the time you sit and the temperature of the water. And he says it gets to a point where it's just unsafe because... A, your water's too cold, and B, you're sitting there in there for too long. So what he said he likes to do more than that is to add a third variable, which the third variable he was pretty much saying is walls, which the wall is a point where you overcome your body saying that this is enough. And he says for most people, just getting in is one wall. And and he kind of said that a wall causes a, an adrenaline rush, so like getting in you don't want to and you you get this spike of adrenaline that's wall one and then you sit for 30 seconds and you're like fuck this i want it out that's wall two so i said what you want to do is before you get in you're not necessarily sitting for time um but you say today i'm gonna go over five walls you go over five walls whatever they come out to be and, and you're done but he did say you should shoot for 11 minutes in a, totally. in a one week period throughout the week yeah yeah, yeah getting in uh was definitely a wall for me like i'd find myself putting off my cold plunge till like right before bedtime which is not that cool because you do a cold plunge then you're all energized <laughs> so he also said that um saunas are really good before bedtime because you get in in the so to go to sleep, your body's cooling down. So the sauna's trying to cool your body down. Or your body's trying to cool down while you're in the sauna the whole time. So when you get out, your body's still trying to cool down and it helps you sleep better. So he said there's a, I think it's circadian rhythm. Um, so your body has to drop, I think he was saying like anywhere from one to three degrees in body temperature to go to, to get into deep REM sleep. And then when you wake up, 
your body starts to increase in body temperature from waking up. So he said that doing cold plunges at night isn't necessarily always the best idea. But then he was like, granted, everyone's got a time frame they're fitting. And he's like, and I'll be the first one to say I've done a cold plunge at 11 o'clock at night. Yep. So. It definitely doesn't help you go to sleep if you're doing a cold plunge and then going straight to bed. <laughs> so It does not. I would recommend not putting it off till the end of the day. He also said that doing it right after a workout isn't always that great if you're trying to stay in hypertrophy. Yeah, hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. I don't know. So it's, he says it's not good to do it like right after an intense workout if you're trying to stay in two, that. Two to four hours after a workout. So, which one day I did do it right after a workout. Um, but Did you lose all your gains? Maybe. <laughs> So, I mean, I I enjoy doing it every day, but it's definitely, you know, something out of the day that you got to do and trying to commit to something every day and then failing at it just makes you feel like you didn't succeed at that commitment. I think, For that day. Yeah, I think definitely cutting back to just setting a goal where I'm going to hit at least 11 minutes a week is definitely a more reasonable yeah. and attainable goal. Even doing a cold shower if you can't do a cold plunge, I think is still beneficial. Which through his whole podcast, he talked about cold plunge and cold shower. He definitely said that plunge is better and more beneficial, um, but mostly because there's not a lot of studies done on showers because showers are hard to record because people are different in sizes, the water's hitting them differently. And it's different temperature in different, different places. Pressure. Like when I was in Florida, cold showers were so easy because the water was like 50 degrees. But when I was doing a cold shower yesterday, I feel like it was like 32.5 degrees. <laughs> Let's go. I feel like the day I filled up my tub out of my hose bib, which is just linked to my city water, it came out of the tap at 40 degrees. Granted, the water sources could be warming up just like everything, and that was when it was pretty cold outside, so maybe it's coming out warmer. Might but... be staying pretty cold with all this melt, the snow runoff. It might be. I do know that even when it was 60 degrees, the water temperature, if you move around, it's cold still. Really? Yeah. Like if you don't, and that's another thing Andrew Herberman said was to not let, he said move around, don't get comfortable with it sitting because then you're not getting that's the cold like effect. Yeah. And so the last few I started to move around and it definitely <laughs> doesn't get warm <laughs> at all. <laughs> I have not, um gotten that far i stay as still as i can in the cold plunge i try not to even shiver <laughs> keep that thermal temp or that thermal layer as much as you can yeah i want that thermal layer <laughs> so smart's an acronym for um somebody look it up because i don't want to be quoted on this so specific measurable achievable relevant and timely which I think SMART goals can fall into our podcast pretty nicely because it just goes along the lines of all goals in general. You're trying to set SMART goals and you're trying to follow this guideline. It needs to be specific, needs to be measurable, needs to be attainable, needs to be relevant, and needs to be in a timely fashion. Like You need to put a time frame on it. You can't be like, no time frame because then you're not... You can't just say one day I'm going to do this. 
Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So, what would be the worst way to die? <laughs> Which last week we asked, and maybe we'll ask Joe real quick, and then this can turn us into your question. Would you rather freeze to death or burn to death? I'd rather freeze to death. That's, That's what we both said. Yeah, who would choose burning to death? I don't know if anybody would, but there's a poem called oh, Fire and Ice. I wonder if, um, well, it's quicker. You'd probably die faster. I bet burning. burning to death. Yeah, I think burning to death would be way quicker, but I've heard but that burning to death is one of like the most pain, painful pain. things ever. Yeah. How would they, how would you get that information? <laughs> Have someone almost Torture. burn to death. <laughs> Or maybe they're just basing it off well, of the pain you feel from burns. Burns, burns fucking hurt. Yeah. Even like they're getting it from like third degree burn it, patients during, and stuff. During um, World War Two, with Germany, there's they had a ton of test subjects that they was doing human tests on, and there's like this theory that U.S. and U.K. knew about it, but the they were benefiting it from these like test subjects. So they would just act like they didn't know about it until, like, the last minute. <laughs> Dang. There was a podcast I listened to with a guy named Brigham Bueller and Joe Rogan. Um, Brigham was, a like, a social sales rep associate for a pharmacy company or something. But I think in that episode they were saying that... That's like where opioids came from was from the war because they needed a way to like control this pain fast for all these people that were in so much pain. And, and then a lot of the soldiers developed. were on opioids. So how would I like to die? No, no, no. What would be the worst way the to The worst die? way to die? Well, I think burning to death might be up there. I think a nice, slow, painful torture might suck. <laughs> um, maybe many of the torture methods, like the one where you strap down to the ground and they let bamboo grow through you. I, whenever I think about the worst torture methods, I always think of the, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, a huge metal bull that they have, they put you inside and then they have a fire underneath it and it slowly cooks you alive. Yeah, that would suck. And, like, you but can't touch anything because it's just burning the crap out of you. So you're just sitting there bouncing on your feet. That people would put, like, a mouse on a bowl on top of you and strap it down and put a fire on it, and the mouse would eat through you, or the rats would. I still think the bull would be worse. What about, like, on Vikings when they cut you open and... The, the blood eagle. The blood eagle. Which I think most of the time they do blood eagle, the person's still alive. Yeah. I think the worst way to die would be to get stabbed to death. I don't know. I think one good land with a stab, and you could be out. And it wouldn't take long. There was if this they girl a couple in arteries. the news. She had like 50 stab wounds, and like 40 of them were defensive. So like she was trying to fight off the, the attacker, and she had all these stab wounds. She had died, but that Just, would be terrifying. Just imagining a knife coming towards my face. <laughs> That's pretty scary. I've been stabbed. Yeah? Yeah, I got stabbed right here by Joe. <laughs> what the heck? We were Why? just in like a little childhood 
drama. <laughs> and he got all pissed off and grabbed a kitchen knife and went at me. I had a thick coat on, so it didn't go far, but it went like half inch deep. Dang. Right there. <laughs> That's so scary. That sucks. It was scary. What about you, Joe? Probably like drowning. Drowning? Or being in like a, like the Titanic. That would be pretty scary. I guess if we're going like based off of fears, I mean, burning to death sounds pretty awful, but I've got a bad fear of claustrophobia. So getting stuck in like a canyon. Yeah, if I got stuck somewhere and had to just sit there. Or that guy that was like in that snowboarding accident where that skier just somehow found him. That would be a terrible way to die. Granted, I feel like it would take a while to die from that and at some point I would calm down. It would take a while, but I heard a story about this guy. He was a cave explorer, and they was going through this cave, and they went off of the main trail to explore unexplored caves. And he was upside down, going down into this crevice. And he was getting kind of tight, but he couldn't go backwards, so he figured he'd just suck in and squeeze past, because he could see that it was open in front of him. So he squeezed a little farther, and then he... He got stuck. He couldn't go any farther. And his brother was right behind him. So his brother just saw his feet sticking up. And he could talk to him. And his brother ended up going back for help. And they got all these rescue people. And they were trying to rescue him for like over 12 hours. And they had to give up and let him die. I think that's a cave in Utah. On the other side of Utah Lake. I think it might be in Utah. Because there's a story very similar. Yeah, and then they sealed it off. Yeah. So that would be pretty rough. <laughs> that would suck. How would you die? From starvation? From I, uh, thirst? I, from... Would you eventually, like, just cave in mentally and just somehow your body just give out? I don't know, but he was upside down, so all of his blood was going to his just head. Just rushing to his head. I don't know if that So that, that probably would speed you up, I think. Yeah. Because I know, yeah, if you're hanging upside down... I think you can die after a while from hanging upside down. I don't know. I might rather get stabbed <laughs> than die like that. It was a dark episode. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> what do you think about all these other countries dropping the dollar? Dude, I went down like a huge rabbit hole on TikTok the other day with about that. They're saying that that's pretty much like what happened with Venezuela. That U.S. is the next Venezuela, like a third world country if all that happens. But it seems like TikTok is like a fear-mongering app. I don't even have TikTok anymore. I don't go on it very often, but every once in a while when I'm feeling like getting into some rabbit holes, I, I climb onto TikTok. I deleted it a while back. I think just to... I deleted a few social media to try to just get off it. Recent time on it? Yeah, and I've never downloaded TikTok back. I think I did once, and then I deleted it again because... She's a time waster. I wasn't even using it. I think I use Instagram the most. For sure. But I don't even feel like I'm on my social media that much. Nowadays, all I do is play chess. <laughs> I play a lot of chess online. With Which Diego. I beat JJ twice the other day. Dang. I'm going to beat him again. 
We'll see. You think. I need to start playing chess more. You think, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the games, I've got like... You're eight points ahead on one of the games, but... One of the games, I have your rook, a knight, and like three pawns, and you have a pawn. I'm pretty sure I took your knight. Or your bishop. In a different game. No, no, no. The same game. The same game. <laughs> oh, check. It's your turn anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Are those games timed? Uh, 24 hours, but I realized... 24 hours per move. I think... Is it per move? Yeah. No, because the time's come down to 22 hours. Yeah, but that's because I haven't gone for two hours since you went. Because I was playing with some other guys. It got cleared down to seven hours, and I go, and it goes back up to 24. Huh. But yeah, I got your bishop. Just barely? No. Um, a while ago? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did get my bishop in that one. <laughs> I've been wondering where that bishop's at. Tim is bad. I don't know how I snuck in there and snagged up. Every time I try a new strategy, I get wrecked. <laughs> I tried to open up my queen in the beginning. That was a bad idea. I just, like, jump in there and... Did you take his queen right away? No, I took his rook, took which he probably rook. was pissed about. I was, I was. That's one of my favorite guys, <laughs> besides the queen. But, anyways, back to the subject at hand. You see Ron DeSantis um, banned the U.S. cryptocurrency? In Florida? They, yeah. That's cool. That episode from... Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> um that you were telling me about with that economist guy who was talking about Russia and China. Oh, yeah. He was saying there's no way that the treasury is going to do... A, a cryptocurrency? Uh, yeah, centralized. That's just one guy's opinion, though. I know. But he was pretty adamant about it. And Joe Rogan's like, are you sure? Like, really? I don't know. They're It sounds like it. And he's like, there's no way. They got no point. Why would they do that? And now... now well, it seems like everything it's kind that's of going on, there's no point. We don't have any good people in power right now. Seems like everyone that's running things right now is doing it on purpose to screw us. The government but, is pretty crazy right now. We don't know what's going to happen. The dollar. I just barely read today that France, UK, and the US has troops on the ground in Ukraine. And if they confirm it, then they're saying that that's World War Three right there. I wonder what classifies it being a world war. If NATO gets involved, or if um, our troops are fighting Russia, then I guess we're all just involved with the war now. Even though we've been involved, sending our... <clears throat> sending trillions. Yeah, that's freaking stupid. I don't even know what you can do about it. I know. It's like, what do you do besides paying it? <laughs> you try not to think about it. Hope that doesn't happen. You buy beans and bullets... And you join a militia. All the Republicans are saying, we have this evidence on this Democrat. It's like, okay, go do something about it. Don't freaking tell me. I'm not going to do something. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> That's kind of what your... That's what you elected for? Yeah, they just keep saying, we have the Hunter Biden laptop. We have this, we have this. How about just enforce the law? It seems like that would solve a lot of problems. We're going to have a, another election this year. For? President. That's next year. 
Well, the campaign is this year. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think the election will happen November of 24, and then the new president will be sworn in office January 25. of 25. It's weird. Like, I used to never even worry or care about it until Trump came around. We used to worry and not care about anything. Yeah, for real. You didn't have to. You just go bullshit around all day, freaking sleep in until <clears throat> 1 o'clock on some days. Didn't matter. You didn't have any mortgage or car payment to make. Uh, all you was looking forward to was the weekend. I don't know. Work was pretty fun back then. Now it's just driving alone, but it's not bad. Yeah. So how is um, business going this week? Uh, I'm trying to land some jobs. Jobs I've got open right now are just kind of small jobs, and it's not very comforting. I need a big, fat job to land, so I got some money for a little bit. But I've been kind of talking some business ideas with some people. One of my guys I've been working with, he really wants to try to dive into doing some flips where were the contractors involved. So he's on the phone a lot with investors trying to see if we can locate a quarter million dollars of capital. And he spoke to a guy who we're doing a f- working on his flip currently. And he's selling a fourplex over in Connecticut that when it closes, he'll have $100,000 of working capital to work with. And he says he might be on board of of buying in not maybe not the whole hundred but a portion of it that's cool we went and talked to some pretty much like a a large wholesaling company where they find the deals and then they sell it to you for like a ten thousand dollar down and then you find a hard money lender so pretty much you just buy the wholesale you buy the deal for 10 grand but supposedly they find some pretty good deals so we went and had a meeting the other day with them and they kind of showed us how it works and they'll put you in touch with hard money lenders from what it sounds like it's not hard to find the lenders i think josh is a hard money lender or it used to be so and that's what it sounds like it's not hard to find hard money lenders um the biggest thing is building a relationship with one because most hard money lenders when you first start with them they require like 15 percent down that way you've got some skin in the game and they're not going to get fucked over but then it sounds like after you develop a relationship with a hard money lender and you know you made them money and they trust you, then oftentimes they just fork money over to you. Nice. Because you're just sitting there giving them returns. So, but we're talking about being able to create an operation where we're making the money on the construction side as contractors, but then also making money on the the sell. Yeah. So on the flip. On the flip. Sounds cool. Might be cool. We'll see how it pans out. It's something I want to get into regardless if it doesn't work with the people I'm working with right now, which um, it's still kind of like in the design process of the outline of what would be what and who would get what and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, business hasn't changed much for me this week. Um, still doing that contract work. That's about it. Definitely seems like the market on my end's picking up. I've had a lot of bids, a lot of bid opportunities come through. I just haven't been able to get any to land, which might be just because I'm in the wrong part of the market. I'm in the part where somebody wants something done, but it's a want, not a need. 
And they don't really have the money to do it. And they don't have the money to do it. So when they get the price, like I put one in yesterday. She's got 100 feet of baseboard that needs to be changed out. Two bedrooms and a hallway that need to be painted. And it came back to be like 4,800 bucks where the baseboard was only 800 bucks. So four grand to paint it all. And she's like, holy shit. I didn't realize painting was so much money. And that wasn't even my price to paint. That was my painter's price to paint it, which I think is a pretty comparable price for the market. You can probably find someone way cheaper, but... You kind of get what you pay for. Yeah, you definitely get what you pay for. Yeah. So, and that's the thing that people just... Window shoppers, really. You'll see a ton of that. That's what I've noticed is I get a lot of people that see my videos on Instagram of stuff I've done, and they ask for a quote. So I drop this huge quote and it takes a couple of days of like full day's work. And I send it over to them and they don't even reply. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of contractors and a lot of people require a payment to create quotes. There's so much time involved. For the stage of business that I'm in, I don't think that's a good idea. No, I don't. It's not a good idea for me either because then you're going to cut out you don't have that back-end capital yeah. to not have jobs come. But it definitely seems like a nice place to be. Because yeah. you can weed out a lot of window shoppers. For sure. How's business been for you, Joe? Um, pretty much the same. Like, not really anything going on. I, at work, then, um, like this W-2 I'm working for. It's not my own thing. They lease on a lot of different companies, and they they cover the insurance and the fuel. I was, but they've been out this week. I was gonna talk to them when they come back in, and see if I can lease on my hot shots with them. Figure out if I can, I get a fuel card through them, and they cover insurance. You'd work for the same company. Yeah. Would you have to have your own truck? The people they lease on for they have their own trucks, but. They don't have any hot shot trucks. All their trucks are semis. Right. But it's you'd still need the same insurance what they they have. So I was just gonna see if I can run, like lease on to them until I get more capital. So as you lease on with them, still drive for them, but then they would be covering your insurance, and you can op- have your hot shot operate. Yeah. With a different driver to... in your on your hot shot truck. Yeah, the hot shot truck doesn't need a CDL driver. So I'll just have, I think Nephi's pretty slow at work. So I'll see if one of my brothers can run it or maybe even get on ZipRecruiter and see if there's someone on there that want to do it. You'd have to have your own truck though. Yeah. So the other leasers, they have their own trucks and they don't have any trucks for hot shots. They're not set up as a hot shot company. So I'd have to get my own truck, which I was thinking about trading my car for a truck. Or just see what... So you're not talking about getting on with the company you work for, but you're talking about subleasing insurance off of someone who leases with the company you work with? No, I lease with the company I work with. They're already leasing other people or as crew drivers. You think they'll lease for hot shots? Is that even a market they want to be into? It wouldn't be... um, It'd still be my thing. I'll just be leasing their MC number, their authorization number. And so using maybe, their insurance. Maybe they wouldn't care. 
and their if they decided their fuel car just however the contract worked out to be hmm. that'd be cool when do you think you'll be able to do that uh they should be back in pretty soon they most of the guys that were in the office were gone this week so maybe next week i'll talk to them it's already pretty close to the weekend now so if you trade your car in for a truck you put someone in that truck to hot shot how are you getting around I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you put one of your brothers in the hotshot truck, then you've got his car. Yeah. So that can work. You don't want a hotshot with the 6.0 or the 6.4? No. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. You'd probably get a few good loads and then start having too many repairs. And you'd get stranded somewhere. Pay a couple grand just to get home. Honestly, it'd be worth it just to but there was maintain a vehicle payment there's a guy that was telling me that he does or he was doing just rentals for his hot shots when he first started he was just using a rental truck until he had capital for a down payment that's a good idea because you can rent a truck for a couple of days for like 100 bucks maybe i don't know i haven't checked for a truck i guess i was just looking at cars when i was looking but it's definitely not cheaper than a car payment but don't you have enough capital in your car for a down payment but if i don't want to trade in my car yeah, if you didn't want to trade in your car. Also doesn't take much for a down payment on a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you have good credit. Which is your credit still good or did it take a little bit? I haven't checked it, but it's good enough to have a trailer handed to you. I don't even dare look at my credit. <laughs> After the trailer was handed to me then it seems like I was getting paid just enough to not make one of my payments on my bills. But I before I started working, like for a company again. So I'd Pay all my bills except for one, and then that one would be be overdrawn. And then the by the time I paid that one, then the next payment was due, and then by the time I get paid, then that, that payment was late. That happened like two or three times. I have like um, <clears throat> six different accounts that I'm late on right now. <laughs> I'm waiting on a check to hit, but it's just taking forever. Dang. I have money on the way, but. All my bills are late. I've been there. I'm not there right now, but it sucked when I was there. That's something you have that nobody really tells you getting into entrepreneurship is things are going to get bad, probably. Or a lot of people just don't jump into it as soon and they wait till they've got a big old chunk to kind of float on. But sometimes some people just wait forever and never, never make the jump. I'm glad I didn't uh, wait until I was ready because I don't know if I ever would have been ready. Honestly, going through something like this, I feel like teaches you lessons that you need to learn anyways. There's countless lessons that will come and just keep coming. I don't think it ever stops. Yeah, I don't think and it ever stops. And I think that's the way to grow, honestly, is to be able to, f to learn from everything and, and to make it lessons out of everything. Yeah. So, I've luckily been able to make my credit come back up. I used to be at like a 730, then I dropped down to like a 590, and now I'm almost there. I was at um, low 700s before, now I, I don't know, I don't even dare look. <laughs> when I got my trailer handed to me, for my credit being so good, it was like a 750 or something. 
And they're like, he's got credit and he's making his payments. And I didn't even have a job. <laughs> Just let him get the trailer and I didn't have a down payment. <laughs> and it was what, like a 20 grand trailer? Yeah. You know what the best is? When you have somebody ask you to get work done. And then you just find someone else to do the work. And then you just charge a markup. That sounds nice. I might hopefully get that tomorrow. Somebody called me about replacing the the pillars under a prefab home. So I just called Steven. Asked him if he knows how to do that. And if he wants to go look at it and maybe give me a price. So I'm going to pick him up tomorrow. We're going to head to Howell. That's by, um, it's between here and Snowville. Snowville, yeah. So we're going to head to Howell and climb under there, take a look. The house is already sold, but the bank needs these to be replaced for it to close. So So it has to be done, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm going to have Steven give me a price, and then I'll just mark it up 10 to 20%, send the bid through, and then if they they They're take it, accept it, more than likely, because they said it needs to be done soon, and I told them if it's a one-day project... I can move my schedule around, and they said the other other the only other person they've had kind of talk to them hasn't been getting back to them. So communication with customers is a big big deal, and that's something I feel like I need to work on because I feel like I take long to respond sometimes. I try to maintain good communication, and and most of my clients are, they say that's like the number one thing that they liked about working with me was constant communication. I almost take it to the point where if I was on the receiving end, I would maybe be a little annoyed, but it never goes that way. Like I just always call and update people just so that, and it's, it's always worked out good for me because then people know, and that that's when people, that's what people don't like is when they don't know. Even just a simple call and like, Hey, just wanted to let you know products still sitting at the finish shop. Um, I called them and they said they haven't got to it yet. And just that little bit of insurance really goes a long way with, with clients. Oh yeah, that handrail's done now. Sitting in my truck. Nice. Take it home with me tonight. Drop it off at the powder coater tomorrow. I think that that 30 degree looks way better. That other one was pretty steep. <laughs> it was way too steep. <laughs> Which was right, just the opposite way, because I told you 55, Yeah. but it was actually 30, so. Have you ever felt like nothing was real? Dude, that happened to me like last week. <clears throat> when so. you feel like your past did not happen, and there's not really, the future is not real, and nothing, nothing is real? Sometimes it feels like my past isn't real, like, wondering if that really happened and then um i'm just driving the truck i'm going like 75 fully loaded and i'm like man is this truck really going that fast because usually it's not doesn't seem like it goes that fast usually it feels like it's being held back from all the weight but maybe i don't know good tires are on it or something or i just kept my momentum up going up and down the hills and i had to do like a a reality check and then you touch your palm with your finger for a reality check and I'm wondering if my finger is going to go through my palm if I'm dreaming have you ever um, done that in your dream? no I haven't it's so crazy I so I told Joe about my reality check because I want to get into lucid dreaming again so my reality check is I push my 
finger into my palm and if I'm dreaming it'll go straight through and you've done it in your dreams yeah it feel, it's so crazy because you have to do it throughout the day so that you will do it in your dream if you don't do it throughout the day even though you know obviously you're awake you won't do it in your dream so I was doing it multiple times a day and finally I was dreaming one time and I decided to try it so I push on my palm my finger goes straight through and it's like unlocking all of the cheat codes <laughs> in your dream <laughs> yeah you, you realize you're dreaming and it just becomes so interesting I can't really control my dreams even though I'm aware that I'm dreaming like I can kind of direct it but I can't control it yeah I, I was about to say I think I can but no I can't control it but I definitely can direct it last night I was dreaming that I was just eating dinner with Joe Rogan it's freaking <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> it was it's, an awesome dream it kind of sucks though because I've been waking up early for this contract work and when I wake up this early then I can't dream or I dream but as soon as my alarm goes off everything is just gone because I'm too tired it seems like most of the time when I'm actually into my dream and realizing I'm dreaming and start enjoying the dream it's not till like four o'clock five o'clock that's like I wake up at 4 20 right now so I can't even get to that stage oftentimes I wake up to go help my kids at that time wake up from my dream and I'll go lay back down and get right back into the dream because it was so I've done that so nice times. I don't want to leave it you ever had a constant like a reoccurring nightmare I've never had a dream twice I don't know if I have either I don't know if it was the exact same but but almost. I used to dream a lot of driving down these canyons fully loaded without any brakes with my semi <laughs> this happened a lot of times and it feels pretty real and it's going on that would be very scary <laughs> you wake up holy cow i'm so glad that was a dream <laughs> but it's weird because when i'm driving i don't have a fear of maybe subconsciously i might but i don't feel scared when i'm driving semi have you ever had a dream where you wake up for the day and go to work freaking work almost half your day and then realize you're dreaming you're like fuck i have to do it all over you wake up for real when i was sick last week (laughs) those are the worst you almost complete half your day he's like no it was weird when i was sick last week it was hard for me to get to sleep because i was like at a high temperature when i'd finally get to sleep i was i'd be dreaming that i'm trying to get to sleep (laughs) and that i have a high fever and then when I would fall asleep in my dream, I'd wake up and need to use the bathroom because I've been drinking a lot of water. Go to the bathroom, come back, and try to get to sleep again. And just all night, it was like that. That sucks. As soon as I'd get to sleep, it would, I would be dreaming I'm trying to get to sleep. Dang. Sounds terrible. It sucked. <laughs> Should we go over this week's actionable item? Yeah. Joe and I kind of talked on the phone this week. You were saying you think a good idea would be to so we were talking about doing maybe 500 push-ups for the week and then um also look into building your vision board yeah and that's what we talked about i think in i think it might even be in the episode of last week's episode i'm not sure yeah we talked about vision boards or the reading the secret and doing vision boards yeah i was thinking read or listen which I think I might have an audio copy that we can all log into of The Secret. Or just, just listen to it. Because, I mean, you know, everyone says you should 
try to read 15 pages. But it's so hard to find the time. Yeah. Which, you know, as we start putting stuff in place and we can get a little bit of, of our own time back because we've got programs and people in place to give us our time back, then we can get to that a little bit easier. But yeah. we all are able to listen to audiobooks pretty easily. I'm going to try and read it just because I, I have It's not book. even that big. It's only like... Yeah, it's pretty small. It's, pretty it's small. like an 80-page page book. I saw it at the DI, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Bought it. Recently or a while back? Uh, it was a while ago. <laughs> Never read it. Never but. read it. <laughs> I like but, collecting books. But yeah, so either read or listen to it, and then watch it, which it used to be on Netflix. I'm not it's sure if it YouTube. is. But it's not going to be hard to find. Yeah, you yeah. do. And then complete a vision board because we well, were talking vision boards going to be constant like you all it is constant yeah but i think we should Depending have your main po- points on it i think we should have a at least have one built to a, started this week by the end of the week develop your vision board and start having the journey outlined and we're literally starting at the bottom so the reason we're doing these actionable items is for us to become better and for the listener if they want to follow along on their journey they can come with us and we can all meet at the top which we're gonna create a hashtag and and every week the actionable item just put the hashtag in we'll when we've got it decided we'll put it in the in the episode but that way people can follow along and and share their journey as well yeah yeah and uh We'll be starting a YouTube and an Instagram, so you can follow us on those. We don't have them yet, but we will. Does that sound like a good actual item for this week? Yeah, I think so. Let's, so, one more time. So, we're going to read or listen to The Secret, the book. We're going to watch it, because I think just even the repetition, they're slightly different. Granted, they probably have the same outline, but the repetition will let us get more out of it. So read or listen to the book, watch the documentary, and then complete. And we say complete, we know that the vision board is ongoing. But at least have it have set up. Set have up. a base set up. What about um, any physical, like, are we still going to do cold showers? And are we going to do any, like, push-ups? Or Which anything? I think a lot of our actionable items are going to be things that should be tried to be integrated into a daily life i'm still going to do the cold showers i probably won't be doing cold plunges for a while i don't think i'll be doing them daily like we were the last two weeks but i'm definitely going to try to hit that 11 minutes a week because i noticed a lot of benefits and i actually enjoyed it so which i think that's just a good life lesson i think that goes for anything just start. just just do it yeah like getting to the gym that's half the battle just getting there yeah to go along with that i can't wait to get back at the gym <laughs> i had to cancel my membership because i couldn't afford it <laughs> which maybe canceling the membership you know it's a luxury but there's still stuff you can do yeah there's a lot of body workout. It's just so fun. The environment at the gym is nice. It is. It's like going to a, a sporting event every day. 
So that's our actionable item for the week. Feel free to tag along and tune in next week. See you next week. See you guys.